Praise the Lord. He is great, and he is greatly to be praised. How many of you know he's the Alpha, he's the Omega, he's the beginning and the end, he's the first and the last, he's everything on each end, and he's everything in the middle. Oh, hallelujah. What a great crowd tonight. God bless you. Please be seated. I would like for all of our student missionaries to come up here, if you will, please. We have 20 student missionaries from CLC. I have been told that more than this actually wanted to come to our district. Brother Jim Blackshear has uh, promoted a program that we uh, started many, many years ago. You can be seated. And um, uh, there were a lot of applications for people to come. And uh, he mentioned to me that these folks, they're not just coming along for a vacation. He said they are the cream of the crop. I cannot personally vouch for every one of them, although I've heard many reports to that same effect. I can tell you that the two young ladies that came to Fairbanks, how do I say this without getting in trouble? We'd love for them to be part of our family. I'm on the edge here. I know I'm on the edge. I mean, to get their college president to allow them to come, we had to assure them that we wouldn't steal them away. We may borrow them a while, but we're going to steal them away, you know. But we're glad that they're here, and uh, they've been a blessing to this district. And I want to thank every one of them for coming and being with us and being missionaries in the Alaska-Yukon district. We're going to start at this end, and I'm going to hand the microphone to each one of them or make sure it moves along. What I would like for them to do now, we know that they are from CLC, Christian Life College in California. Some of them live in Stockton and some of them live elsewhere. I'd like for them to state their name, where they are working in Alaska presently, and then where they're from. Would you do that, please? I thought I was going to go last until I ran over here. Um, my name is Laura Moore. Um, I'm in Anchorage right now with Brother Shrek, and I am from Puyallup, Washington. Praise the Lord, Church. I'm, um, I'm with Brother Scott in Wasilla, Alaska. I'm um, from Memphis, Tennessee. And my name is Noah. I'm a returning. I was here last year. <laughs> I thought he said, I will return. That's what I thought he said. I, I want to know 
My name is Samuel Vinnick. Uh, I'm here in Sterling, actually, with Pastor Glover. And I am from Duluth, Minnesota. Hi, church. Uh, my name is Jaime Galavis. I'm from Fresno, California. And I'm with uh, Pastor, Pastor Glover as well, amazing pastor. God bless y'all. I'm from Houston, Texas. My name is Kenneth Rivera, and I'm in Soldano with Pastor Mendenhall. Praise the Lord, church. Is anybody excited to be in camp meeting today? My name is Skylar Holder. I'm from Louisiana. My home is currently in Stockton, California. I'm with Pastor Chad Scott in Wasilla, Alaska. Praise the Lord, church. My name, is, my name is Jimmy Rivera. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I'm with Brother Blackshear in Anchorage, Alaska. Praise God, church. Uh, my name is Austin Yoder. I'm from Deland, Florida, and I am with the one, the only, the fisherman brother, Mike Mendenhall. My name is Lindsay Moore, and I'm with um, Brother Shrack in Anchorage, and I'm from Puyallup, Washington. Um, praise the Lord, church. My name is Rayana Hernandez. I am currently serving at Pastor Paris's church, and I am from Arizona. <laughs> praise the Lord, church. My name is Ariel Garcia. Uh, currently, I'm serving Pastor Parrish in Fairbanks, Alaska, and I'm from Fresno, California. Praise the Lord. Um, my name is Paige Connery, and I'm serving with the wonderful Rathbuns in Sitka, Alaska. <laughs> and I'm from Santan Valley, Arizona. Praise the Lord. My name is Crystal Guzman. I'm with Pastor Esparza, and I am from Watsonville, California. Thank you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. I believe in that. I believe in that. Amen. We have a lady that is retiring from service. She has been working with the ladies' department for 17 years, and she's retiring from that. Sister Orveda Churchill, will you stand, please? We'd like to honor you. God bless you.
She's also one of the greatest lady preachers I've ever heard. So if you need a revival, she might be available for you. I wonder, do we have any ministers here tonight that have had 50-plus years of ministry? Would you stand? 50-plus years of ministry. Ooh. We give honor to you. We thank you. Also, one of the humblest ladies in this building didn't stand. Sister Blackshear, you've had over 50 years of ministry. You were the very first youth president of the Alaska District, I think when it was foreign, nation, foreign, foreign ministers, foreign missions. Thank you. Thank you. All right, if you'd be seated for a minute, do we have anyone in the building that has served the Lord, aside from these ministries, anyone in the building that has served the Lord for 50 years or so or plus? Anybody, would you stand? 50 years plus, would you stand? God bless you. We honor you tonight. We honor you. Thank you, brother and sister Greer. Thank you. Thank you, sister Glover. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Bagwell. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, this is a great feat. This is a great honor to have people like this among us here uh, tonight. Amen. Also, we have a young man that is retiring from the youth department. He's getting older now. If I had a cane, we would give it to him tonight. Brother Jeff Glover, after serving seven years as Conqueror's president. He's one of the greatest young man leaders that I know. Thank you. Please be seated. I'd like to entitle this tonight, Walking on Water. And I have a purpose for titling my message tonight. We always do, but it's most often for uh, a reference sake. Uh, if someone would, would refer to it, they'll have a name, and, and uh, they, they'd be able to locate that if they so desired. But I have two reasons for doing that tonight, reference sake and also to point our minds and our thoughts in a certain direction. Please don't become so preoccupied that you're not listening as we get there. But I do hope to get there, and I do have a point tonight. This is not merely an opportunity to preach at a camp meeting or at a conference. I believe that God would say something to us, each and every one of us. But as always, if we're going to receive anything, we have to listen 
And we have to absorb and we have to say, God, speak to me. Out of these 500 people that are here tonight, God, speak to me. And you know what? God is smart enough to speak to all 500. God knows where we are and what we need as a person, as a church, as a district. He knows all about us. And all he requires of you and me is commitment and desire. And when we put commitment and desire in God's hands, God can do anything and everything with us. We are no longer limited by our own abilities, but God can take us beyond ourselves to accomplish his purpose. And somehow I feel tonight that there are a group of people in this building that want to go beyond themselves. They want to say, Lord, use me any way you can. That's the joy of my heart, Lord. Use me for your purpose, for your kingdom. Hallelujah. Each year, I start out with what I began calling, I think, nine years ago, my state of the church address. And at that time, we usually uh, talk about... Um, what has happened over the last year, and we've kind of documented our, our progress, and fortunately every year it has been progress. It's not uh, digressed. But we've gone forward, and we've moved forward, and we've had, been able to have good reports. This year I want to go beyond our district state of the church address. When I came into the church I was, as a little boy, I was backslidden through my teen years up until I was 23 years old. But as a little boy, I came into the church, and camp meeting was in a little block building that didn't have glass for windows but just open holes. No doors, just openings in the building between the concrete blocks where you went in. They were wooden benches, and on a good year, maybe, they might have 200 people. And that was in the Illinois district in the Bible Belt of America where we have a lot of churches and a lot of people. When I consented to give myself to the calling of God, I really felt like that I would be living in a, uh, a shack, just a tar-papered place, because that's what most of the other Pentecostal preachers lived in. And I just thought that's the way it was. There was a stigma on Pentecost. If you were Pentecost, you were assumed to be people that were not thinking people. Well, we could go on and on about that, but let's just say there was a stigma on Pentecost. And Pentecostal people felt that stigma. Right after I came in the church as an adult, I was working with a friend of mine for my family, and we went to a place to get parts we had been there a hundred times before, but this was the first time I'd been there since coming into the church. We walked up to the counter, and an old friend came out, and he looked around, and he said, i got to tell you this. And he started telling a joke about those holy rollers. And I just watched him, you know, and honestly, it didn't bother me at all. In fact, I kind of smiled a little bit, you know. And all of a sudden, this man telling this was distracted, and he was looking behind me. And my friend that had walked in with me, he was behind me, and he was going. And he said, what? He said, he's one of them. <laughs> well, that stigma carried on quite a few years. Quite a, now, we're, we don't have that much anymore. You know, and we felt very small, very small. You know, you get a group of 12, 14 people together, you had a church. 
And we're talking about an established church, you know, very, very small. And so we, we had that, that frame of mind, you know, it just carried over that stigma, that oppressive feeling all the time. And you, you know how it goes, that feeling. And you could feel like that, boy, there's just us and there's not very many. Couldn't be more than three or four dozen going into rapture when it takes place. You felt so all alone. And young people had such a hard time because there were no other young people in the church. Yeah, maybe one other person. That was about it. But I'm including some statistics today to let you know that the church has come from a long way. Do you realize that this started in an upper room with 120 people? And let me say this out. Don't, don't assume I mean anything by this. Just take it for what it says. But today, those people that call themselves Christians can say that they are, without question, without challenge, the largest religion in the world today. As the United Pentecostal Church, and I am so thankful for the United Pentecostal Church, I know that the organization is not going to get us to heaven, and certainly the organization is not God. But I will tell you that the organization and being part of it has opened doors for my ministry that I would have never had any other way. The organization has provided fellowship for me that nurtures me and helps me and keeps me and supports me along in the kingdom of God. I love this organization. It's not God, but I love this organization. There are 195 countries in the world. 195 countries in the world. And there are several territories, places that are not countries but are territories. 195. The UPCI has 220 is missionaries in 222 of those countries and territories. From the United States and Canada, we have 939 missionaries and associated classifications of ministers on the foreign field. We have 24,471 national ministers covering 35,028 preaching points. The UPCI has a worldwide consist constituency of 4 million. Large numbers of Bible schools and colleges exist. Let me tell you about one of our most impressive missionaries, Brother Tolstead in Uganda. Brother Tolstead has only been there a few years, six, seven years, maybe something like that. But he goes all throughout the country teaching seminars, oneness seminars, and Acts 238 seminars. And in the last three or four years, he has baptized, rebaptized hundreds of pastors in that country. I want to tell you there is revival going on. It's going on in the world. And don't be deceived. It's going on in Alaska and the Yukon Territory. It's going on in the United States of America. They used to say, why don't the miracles happen here that are happening over there? I'm telling you, you need to get your eyes open. They are happening right here. We are having a genuine move of God in this last day. North American missions. 4,673 
churches and preaching points in the United States and Canada with a constituency of 750,000. This is the next item is, is, is interesting to me and exciting at the same time. Sitting on the general board, there's always concern about where, where is the church going? Where is the organization going? The, the mean age of ministry is at a certain level, and, and we're, we, we need younger ministers coming up and going in to the ministry. And, and uh, what's going to happen uh, if the Lord tarries 50 years from now? Where is the church going to be? This is what is exciting to me. In July of 26th, next month, in Indianapolis, Indiana, the North American Youth Congress will take place, and it is the largest gathering of its kind in the United States and Canada. Over 32,752 young people right now are registered to go to that conference, and they're expecting 35,000, 35,000 young people full of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I'm not worried about tomorrow. If the Lord comes, I'm going to be ready. But if he don't come and they put me in permafrost, the church is going to go on. The Alaska-Yukon District. We have 29 active churches, 27 in Alaska, two in the Yukon Territory. From Camp Meeting 2016 to Camp Meeting 2017, this last week, the figures gave me 223 baptized by our district pastors. 215 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In a board meeting today, Brother Esparza was there, a small church. He said last Sunday, three people received the Holy Ghost. So we got now 218. Oh, and then this last week at Youth Week, 13 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, hallelujah. I heard somebody got healed last week. If you got healed, raise your hand and say hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. Somebody told me 25 people got healed last week. Some people put canes away. This last year, without question, was one of the greatest years we've ever had to participate in the kingdom of God, financially speaking. The youth department raised over $41,000, $41,749.38. Ladies department, $39,020. Oh, somebody ought to shout and hit their head on the ceiling right now. North American Missions offering $202,977.91. Global Missions, $131,039.50 for a grand total of $414,786.79. I think Alaska Yukon District, we need to thank the Lord and congratulate yourself for allowing God to use you. Sorry to steal your thunder, but you may not have time to thunder tonight, okay? For the North American missions offering, 
I believe that there are 52 districts in the U.S. and Canada. We have the Alaska-Yukon district as one district. There are 52. Our North Americans mission offering that was raised placed sixth in the nation. Four of our churches placed in the top 20. Life Church, Brother Blackshear. First Pentecostal Church, Brother Yaden and Whitehorse. The Sanctuary in Fairbanks. Bethel UPC, Brother Bradbury. I want to tell you, I feel good about contributing to the kingdom of God. We're not selfish. We're not stingy. We're going to do everything we can here, but we're going to give of ourselves for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Please be seated and let me reminisce for just a minute here. I was in Ketchikan not long ago. The living room for the midweek service was absolutely full of people. More than the number that impressed me was the attitude and the spirit in the congregation there. I watched his brother and sister Jeff Glover led that service and began to mingle with the people. And they were so comfortable and there was such solid leadership there. And as we began preaching, before we finished preaching, there was not a dry eye in the room. And I thought, what a tremendous spirit that has been cultivated among these people in Ketchikan, Alaska. I'm telling you, we have a church in Ketchikan. He had a record attendance of 52, 13 baptisms, and 13 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In Juneau, Alaska, Brother Elmore visited him. They found a new building that they are renting. They had a full house, tremendous spirit in the service. I enjoyed being there. Anchorage, Brother Springer, he's acquired a new church and property. Again, full house. In Anchorage, I call it Blackshear Sprague and Company. Easter Sunday, 33 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in that church. And in Bethel, this is kind of old news, but I love it and I can't get away from it. Bethel Church has turned the old brass buckle discotheque into a church that's filled up and pushing out the walls. Hallelujah! And here's something that's new with us. The airplane ministry. Pardon the pun, but it's finally getting off the ground. One airplane has been donated to them for a total of five airplanes involved. New pilots are being trained. Outreach into villages is taking place. Monthly report says four flights made. Amotluok, Aleknagek, Norvik, two flights, two Bible studies taught, one baptized, five guests, repeat guests. I want to tell you the Lord is moving in the airplane ministry. Don't get tired on me. We still got a lot to be excited about. We've got a brand new church in Nome, Alaska. Brother and Sister Colvin, you're going. They're already there contacting people. We're going to have a church in Nome, Alaska. If 
few days ago, Elder Brother Blackshear mentioned to me that we have been invited to take a church in Hope, Alaska. Sunday, Brother Patrick Miller showed me a message on his phone. He's invited to preach at a church in where? Central Alaska, who need a pastor. Doors are opening for us. I was in CarMax just a little while back, way out there in the Yukon Territory. I visited a church with Brother Nyman and Brother and Sister Asp, Brother and Sister Nyman and Brother and Sister Asp there. I was so impressed with the way Brother Nyman led that service. And, and uh, he had my name plastered everywhere in town. He had a big projector and it was plastered up on the wall back there. I said, first time in my life I've ever gone anywhere and preached where they had my name up in lights. What I noticed the most was the congregation of that people. They were all together of one mind and one accord. And I thought way out here in the wilderness of nowhere. Now, Brother Nyman calls it the center of the universe, but to most of us, it's the middle of nowhere. God's going to have a church of people that are brought out. God's going to have a church of people that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Well, hallelujah. We got Carmax right here. I've got a little film strip I want to show you that Brother Josh Black put together. It's a little promotional thing about what's going on in Norvik, Alaska. Everybody say, God bless Brother and Sister Farmer in Norvik, Alaska. They're doing such a great work there. Do you know they baptized over 100 people there? Oh, that many have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Norvik and Kayana and the Red Dog Mine. Let's let it roll.
Can't you feel the Holy Ghost? So proud of you, Luke. Luke received the Holy Ghost. Ghost is talking to someone right now. Listen to what the Lord is saying to you. In a minute, I'm going to give you a chance to talk back to him. If the Lord's been talking to you, talk back to him right now. The Lord's calling someone right now. I want you to be strong and say yes to him right now. This is the work of the Lord. No matter what country you go to, where you go in the world, it doesn't get any better than what you've just seen here. 
Reach out to him right now. Reach out to him right now. Ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? You want me to start a church, Lord? You want me to reach out to a village? What do you want me to do, Lord? I'm telling you, if you give yourself to him, he'll work out all the details for you. I would challenge you to make a commitment to what you're feeling right now. Say yes in Jesus' name. From the sole of your feet to the top of your head, yes in Jesus' name. Yes in Jesus' name. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God bless brother and sister Summers today. God, your hand be on them. Lead them and guide them. You've got a calling on their lives, God. Oh, God, give them promise right now, God. Put it into their minds and hearts, Lord, what you'd have them to do. Minister to them and through them, Lord. Come on, I can preach tonight, or we can let God speak to us in a special way. I would challenge you this evening to close your eyes, lift up your hands, lift up your heart, and say, Lord, what do you have for my life? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to be? Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, this is more important than anything else. Oh, God, pour out of your spirit upon us, Lord. Baptize us tonight again, oh, God. Baptize us with your purpose, Lord. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Friend, God has a purpose for your life. God has direction for your life. And I don't care what kind of a mess it is. God is good at taking those messes and make something beautiful come out of it. I wonder if there's someone here tonight that you would like a special anointing on your life that you could fulfill God's will and purpose for you. If that's the case, wherever you are, whether you're sitting or you're standing, I want you to make your way up here. And I'm going to ask the ministry to gather around you and lay hands on you and pray for you. 
Come on, I don't have to preach my sermon tonight. I would much rather hear from God than hear from me. I know God can use the ministry, but he wants to do something far deeper tonight than what I can do. If you feel a special calling on your life, you feel like God wants you to do something and you want prayer. Ministers, I want you to look around. I want you to get one of their attention and just get their attention and they'll come and pray for you and anoint you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. God bless this lady tonight. Minister to her, Lord. Bless her tonight, God, in Jesus' name. God bless this man tonight. You know the burden that he carries, God. You know that heavy weight, Lord. I'm praying, God, that you'll set him free tonight, God. Deliver him, Lord, in the highest name above every name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Somebody's here tonight that needs the Lord. This can be your family that's up here. You don't want to be lost. Say yes to the Lord right now. Wherever you are, make your way to an altar of repentance. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Make a commitment to live for him. He'll help you. He'll strengthen you. He'll empower you. He can heal you of that addiction. He can heal you of that chain, that ball and chain that you've drug around. He can forgive you of your sins. He loves you.